Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The Five Star Zone with Rico Beard and Howard Griffith. Welcome to another edition of the Five Star Zone. Rico Beard, Howard Griffith on the other side. And Howard, the game is coming up. Michigan versus Purdue for the Big Ten Championship. And I have a hard time not just seeing this as kind of the coronation, like what Michigan went through with Iowa last year. Then again, they call them the spoiler makers for a reason. (laughs) Aiden O'Connell can go out there and throw for 500 yards, and he can go out there and throw for 50 yards. Now, he's going into this game with a heavy heart. I Mm -hmm. don't know, because whenever athletes are like that, whenever it's – Sometimes they could filter this thing in, and and this I remember like the Brett Favre game after his father passed. Right. I, I don't know quite what to expect from Purdue, but Howard, let's just go with how does Purdue pull off the biggest upset of the Big Ten and, and get this game? Well, I, I think you know obviously Aiden needs to be playing at, at a very high level, and as you mentioned, um, he'll be playing with a heavy heart as he did last week. Um, but it, he's got to be perfect. I, I believe. I mean, they're going to do a tremendous job of scheming up Michigan's defense. That's just what Jeff Brom does, and um, you know, he's just one of those guys um, that, that really has a, a great ability to to really put defenses in some difficult situations. And you know, uh, the coordinator mentor knows that he he knows what to expect. Uh, he's going to see some things that he probably hasn't seen on tape. But I think for for Michigan, they just can't give up the big play because they can strike quickly. Uh, you know, they've got the, the weapons to be able to do it. <laughs> they've got one of the best receivers as far as stats are concerned uh, in in the conference and in the country. How did he get so, out of Iowa? <laughs> real easy. <laughs> <laughs> I know the transfer portal, but <laughs> I, I'm thinking if I'm Iowa, I'm making sure that this cat doesn't go anywhere. Like, are you serious? Yeah, he, he yeah. yeah but you, you know, this is, this is why it's, uh, and this won't be the last time. I, I mean, you know, Purdue's going to be able to get really a lot of the players that they want to as far as the receivers are, you know, not just from the Big Ten, but around the country. People are going to see what they do and, and what Jones did this year, and they're going to be like, oh, I'm all in. I'm transferring to Purdue because I know they're going to throw it around. Yeah. But that's not who Iowa is from an offensive standpoint. So, yeah, you can, it's easy now to sit back and say, well, shoot, how did let a guy like that go? Well, he wasn't getting that type of production. He wasn't getting that kind of those type of targets. I mean, I, during the season, I was I was I was joking, halfway joking, but he probably had more top targets in his first game than he had in his entire uh, season last year. No, you you yeah. could tell in that very first game against Penn State, it was like 
they may have something here. You could tell, like, him and Aiden, they had that relationship, and I guess he was one of the reasons why he came there. But, yeah, it, it was like, wow. Yeah, looking at, at what happened. And yes, Purdue can strike quickly. I guess, Howard, I've, I've never seen a team, sh- I, I mean, maybe in the pros with uh, the Tennessee Titans, but I've never seen a team in college who could shut down programs in the second half the way that Michigan does. If you don't score it in the first half, the, the st- store's closed. Yeah, the, the, the adjustments are going to be made, and, and they're coming after you. And, I mean, they're not just going to, you know, sit back. They know that they're going to need to get heat on the quarterback. They're going to find some different ways, and, and they do a great job of second-half adjustments. And that's what it's been. That's been the story, really, of their season. And if you don't get anything going early uh, to put pressure on them, you know, as you just mentioned, second half, it's, it's tough sledding in that situation. It's, it's over. I mean, I, I don't know what's said at the halftime with Mentor, and, and it, it leads me to wonder, I mean, with some of the jobs is opening up, I don't know if his status is to go back to the NFL, but he's he's got, even in his one year, Howard, yeah. I mean, if I'm Cincinnati, if I'm one of these other schools, I, I got to pick up the phone and call this man because – I have never seen such an impact in one year on defense mm-hmm. that I have and what uh, Coach Mentor has done at Michigan. I mean, when when the, when I think I saw the stat, Michigan State, Ohio State, Penn State, a total of nine points scored combined yeah. in the yeah. second half. To me, that's what makes Michigan so dangerous. I mean, everybody yeah. talks about J.J. and looking at Blake uh-huh. Corum. I don't think that this defense gets enough credit because, yeah, you you don't – if you're J.J., you don't have to go out there and throw for 300 yards. All you got to do is throw for enough to score, in my opinion, 24 points. You get 24 points, ball game. The other team can't get to 24. Case in point, Ohio State, 23. They couldn't get to 24. And that was the number two team in the nation at the time. I really don't think that that defense gets enough credit, and I do wonder – if he will be on a, a short list of some teams of saying, hey, you want to come and be our head coach? He's young. I, I, I don't I don't know what his aspirations are. I mean, because right now it looks like it's a Baltimore Ravens internship program. They send a, they send somebody to Michigan, and then they call him back in, in, in a year or two. Yeah, you know what it is. It really is. And he'll be the first to tell you, you know, this is essentially the same defense that was installed last year. Uh, he just came in and made a couple tweaks here and there and, and got more people involved. But this is essentially the same the same defense. And, you know, the players have bought into it. And, and I think that's a big part of it. And he also was telling me that uh, scale is a big part of it, too, because when he gets too high, when he gets too excited, Clinksdale uh, is able Clink is able to bring guys back in. Mm. All right. So they're very good. They work really well together. And the players said the same thing, you know, these two guys working together has really helped us because, you know, one guy could be getting on us, the other one picks us up and vice versa. So, you know, I think the other thing is that's really interesting, though, Rico, is I don't know, you mentioned the defense. I don't know that Michigan right now as a program is getting the credit that they probably deserve. And, and what I mean by that, you know, they beat Ohio State two years in a row. And people aren't talking about this team like it's special or the program is special as they would talk about some of the other programs that are around. I don't know if you get that sense 
uh, being in Michigan, but it just seems to me that it, it's not a lot of buzz about the team itself. Yeah, they talk about Harbaugh, and, and I'm confused. I'm not sure whether it's because of Harbaugh and people, you know, have a tough time wrapping their arms around it because he's a little different, or is it just a is little it the, different. The yeah. hate <laughs> from Michigan? No, you know what I think it is, Howard? I think it's this. Um, I think a lot of people have seen what Michigan did, just did to Ohio State. Last year was a little bit of a shock. Like, whoa, Mm -hmm. you beat the Buckeyes. This year you went out and did it again. You did it on their home field. Okay, we've seen this. I think for Michigan Mm -hmm. to get to that status where people are like, look, you know, maybe Michigan's one of those top teams. We also all remember what Georgia did last year. And Georgia – Georgia basically took their foot off the gas at halftime and said, okay, we've scored enough points and we can start getting ready for the national championship game against Alabama. Mm-hmm. You got, if you're Michigan, you got to go out there and you got to do something that a Big Ten team not, has not done since Ohio State. You got to win that first game because yeah. we've sent teams to the college football yeah. playoffs. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, the Big Ten has been embarrassed in most yeah. of those games. Yeah. And, and yeah. I think... Th- it's one of those, it's not fair, but you're guilty by association. Yeah. Oh, Big Ten, okay, you'll probably lose by 20, 30 points, and, you know, we'll wait. But I think this is a year that, you know, they could easily make it to the national title game. And this is a year where, given the right situation, against if they play Georgia again, I don't think it's going to be that same game that they played against Georgia. I think this is going to be a competitive game that may come down to the final 10 minutes of the game. This will be a game to see, can Georgia do something that other teams haven't been able to do and put up points? Other than Illinois, put up points in the second half. So that's what I am looking at when it comes to Michigan. I think that's why. I understand what you're saying, but I think when you think Big Ten – I know, you know, we live here in Big Ten country, and we're like, yeah, but the rest of the nation is like, wait, didn't you send Ohio State got beat by Alabama, and they got shut out by Clemson? Michigan State got shut out by Alabama. Michigan got destroyed. Yeah, you guys don't compete. I think they have to shut – they got to crash that stereotype, and then they win win a semifinal game, and I think you're going to have a ton of people talking about Michigan the way that they probably should be talking about Michigan. And right now, it looks like that semifinal game is probably versus TCU. Uh, so we'll see how that, you know, shapes up. And, okay. Uh, I think whole, whole, whole state <laughs> what they are right now. It's funny because they got to go up against uh, Purdue. And I'm, you know what? And, I, and, I, and I'm, I'm a bad host. I was talking about Charlie Jones, the wide receiver for Purdue. So, you know, in case, you, in case you're like, well, what is he talking about? Yeah, if you haven't seen him, you will see him on – he just makes catches. He's just one of those guys. It's like in basketball, a per- person who just makes buckets, he just makes catches. That's what he does. Howard, and it was funny because I did my show yesterday here in Detroit, and people at first were like, no way. And then by the end of the four hours, they realized, you know what? It may be possible. You do realize that if certain things break the right way, there's a rematch game in the semifinals. Michigan, hmm. Ohio State. College Football Playoff Committee told you they're going to do their best to get Ohio State in. It's like they're they're the standby passenger at the airport waiting to get on the plane, and they just need one person to give up that seat. (laughs) USC and TCU, if one stumbles, Ohio State is in. And if the other one wins but it's not impressive, I could easily see. Now, I'm not saying it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. But if I'm Michigan, 
I would be I would be livid if I had to play Ohio State again. Now I do think that Michigan broke the Buckeyes. I think they took their spirit mm-hmm. in that game, and I think you saw oh, for the first time that Ohio State doesn't have that toughness that they that they've always had. But if you're Michigan, it's like, well, why why did we just beat them? Why we got to do it again a few weeks later? That doesn't seem fair. But it was the most watched college football game. And we all know that sometimes things happen with that college football playoff committee that things get manipulated, Howard. Am I, do, I, do I have on a tinfoil hat thinking that it's possible that those two teams can play? I mean, anything's possible. Uh, you would have to have Georgia. Uh, obviously, Georgia would need to stumble, too, because I think right now Georgia's probably a lock at number one. Uh, and then Michigan probably is going to hold steady at number two, if they're able to pull off the win versus Purdue. Now, TCU drops something. Eh. You look at you look at USC, they could, if they have some trouble uh, with Utah, I just think that probably Ohio State doesn't get up to three. If they're going to lock Ohio State in and they want Ohio State, they're going to have them at four. So it'd be Ohio State, Georgia. Uh, It'll be interesting, though. I'm going to tell you, okay. it's, it's going to be fascinating to see how this works out, though. Okay, I'm going to put on my second tenfold hat because here's the other <laughs> thing. TC, okay, and, and and here's why I'm coming up with this, folks. Okay. If you're into gambling, TCU's, I think, only favored by a couple points. USC's only favored to win by a couple points. Uh, TC, uh, Adrian Martinez got knocked out the game when they played Kansas State the first time, or Kansas State would have won that game. And Utah's already beaten USC. The other mm-hmm. team that I that I have to be laughing if they make this because it's like, of course they did, is Alabama, who's sitting right behind Ohio State. Howard, if those two teams loses, I don't think TCU is good enough that they'll get a spot. And now you got number five and number six moving up. I just think that it, it may be possible that you get an all-SEC uh, semifinal and all Big Ten semifinal, which is good because it at least means that the Big Ten will get a team in the national championship game if that were to happen. Yeah, you think about it. I, I just don't think this is going to be a year. I know a lot of people think uh, that Alabama could slip in there. I just don't think they're, you know, you look at their schedule, you look at their body of work this year, and it just hasn't been there. Um, when you look at the wins that they have right, over where where teams no. are right, right now, they just don't. No, they they're don't have their best team, their best wins are two losses. If you right. uh, and whenever that's the case, it's hard to make that. Well, we only lost by these teams. I think a combined score of four points, but you you still lost the game. So, right. but I, I I'm looking at him like, man, if Bama sneaks into this playoff, then you know what? We should just go ahead and it's Nick Saban's world that we all just paying rent if if they happen <laughs> to make it in the hour. Yeah, you know, I, I, yeah, I just don't think they'll be able to slip in. I think Ohio State's probably the only one and. The only way they get in is if, you know, if uh, you, uh, USC or uh, TCU slip. And, you know, I don't know if TCU has any chance of slipping this week. I mean, it's a, they're playing the game, so obviously the opportunity is there. Well, they're playing the game. But remember, when they played Kansas State earlier in the year, mm-hmm. they knocked out two quarterbacks, and they were playing against Kansas State's third-string quarterback when they made the comeback to win that mm-hmm. game. So. Martinez is healthy, and we've all seen Adrian Martinez when, from his time in Nebraska. Yeah. It'll be fun to – I mean, Friday night we'll know because uh, USC takes on Utah Friday night, which I kind of like that. They they got the whole night to themselves out in Vegas. Mm-hmm. 
You know what, Howard? I know we love playing the game in Indianapolis, but, you know, you work for the BTN. Let's lobby for mm-hmm. a Vegas game. I think that would be kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, I truly believe we're not far from seeing this, uh, you know. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Big Ten Championship, you know, start to travel. Uh, particularly so when, you, when you start to think about some of the venues that are out there. SoFi right? Stadium, L.A. <laughs> they're going <laughs> to they're, they're start to travel. And I think, you know, I think they're up for change. I think they want to start to to move move the, move the, uh, the games around. Because uh, I, I think it's great for, for the fan bases. I, I think it's great, you know, for the teams that have an opportunity to compete, to, to play in some of the other stadiums that are out there. Um, but, you know, it, it has to be the right situation, too. But the, the thing about Indy is just so convenient it for is. everyone. No, you know, it, you it is. through the, the tunnels when it's cold. I mean, you can just you, you park the car and you just can walk everywhere you need to go. So Indy's got a great setup for, for basketball and football. Uh, but I do know that they want to get this uh, Big Ten championship uh, football start to travel that sort. I know, and and you know what? I'm I'm gonna tell you a true story because I I kind of got myself in trouble. But uh, former MSU AD Mark Hollis, well, he mm-hmm. was he was listening to the show one day, uh-huh. and I said, I I said exactly what you said, like man, this should never leave Indy, and he now works for the city of Detroit planning. And he's trying to get it here, so uh-huh. he calls me during the show, like, hey man, what are you doing? So I'm like, Mark, I mean, so I ended up meeting with him. So he showed me the plans that Detroit has. But I was just like, Mark, these are plans. Indy has it. It's there. I can see it. I don't have to. I can leave my coat in the hotel room and walk all around because everything is connected by the mall. Like, and the thing that I, the one thing that I like about Indy, 
that beats even when like the Big Ten uh, basketball thing over Chicago. When you're in Indianapolis, you're the main. You're on the main stage. They 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 make you feel special. Yeah. Everybody knows when you're in Chicago. You know, one out of ten people know that the Big Ten tournament is being played. You know, so it's one of those where Indy makes a big deal out of it. I mean, it's almost like you at the Oscars or the Emmys because it's like, oh, Big Ten championship. You see the banners up all over the street. You're right. Man, they do a great job. I I, I understand you got to move it to different cities, but if they came out with a a, a proclamation saying that it has to stay in Indy permanently, I, I yes. I agree. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I don't think too many people be upset. But I mean, you you look at Detroit. I mean, that that can be an option. You look. I think Minnesota's probably uh, will be a great option. Right. Uh, once you know SC and and UCLA get 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 into the fold, you know, SoFi could be an option. There are just so many opportunities that are out there. Um, you know, for for teams or really for this game to be played. And I think the same thing probably is going to happen. Um, with Big Ten media days with football. Uh, as soon as I think, as soon as they have decided that they're going to host it at another stadium, I would not at all be surprised that you would see uh, the Big Ten championship game as well, you know, being played at the same place media day is because I think it's a big push. He likes the idea, Kevin Warren, I think everyone does, likes the idea of having the teams actually have a media day uh, where the culmination of the Big Ten championship is actually going to be played. So, you know, it, it's been good the last two years uh, in Indy. It's been a lot of fun there. So, you know, we'll see what other uh, cities are going to be able to step up and have an opportunity to, to host the game. Well, I think I know it said uh, it, it is going to be moving to Minnesota and Detroit at some point, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think it's no. It's just a matter of time yeah, so. uh, before those two venues uh ultimately host the game. Oh, no, I said Ford Field would be a great place to host the game. And, I mean, at that mm-hmm. point, I mean, this is when the local teams, trust me, if Michigan or Michigan State happen to be there, they're going to try and suck up all the tickets to the game. <laughs> but, Howard, uh, I, I want to finish with this last I – don't, I don't really don't know – well, I do know why, because they wanted to make sure they kept their prestigious spot. But the Rose Bowl finally yielded. They bended the knee, if you're a Game of Thrones fan, and said, okay – we will get by into this college football playoff. Now, the playoff will not start next season, but the following season, a 12-team playoff. If I'm looking at it the way it goes, I'm, it's almost scary, and I almost think that they're going to screw this thing up because it makes way too much sense. But you get the four teams, top four teams will get a bye. The next four teams get a home venue game, which I, I think is great for the fans because I always thought it was unfair to ask fans to – go to three different venues. Reward the fan base the way you reward the team. And, I mean, you'll you'll have to set aside sections for the visiting section. But, you know, reward the fans. I mean, that gives you something. To, if you miss out on the top four uh, spots, at least you get a home game. Mm-hmm. But with the playoffs finally coming, Howard, I mean, I'm excited for this because I – like, I think the playoffs have been great for a year like this year because if you would have asked me, I, I may have put money on team – a team five through 12 to win the whole thing because I don't think that there is that dominant team that we've seen in the past where, yeah, ain't nobody beating Bama, ain't nobody beating Georgia. I think this this year it's all about matchups and styles and who plays who. I would love to see it this year, but we don't get that. 
But I'm excited, Howard. How do you feel about this? Yeah, I think it's going to be really exciting. I mean, you remember uh, Jim Delaney is uh, one of the representatives out there working with the Rose Bowl right now, consulting. So it's no, <laughs> I'm not surprised that they were able to, to, to come up with a, a deal that works out for both. But, but I think you're right. When you talk about the first teams getting to buy, having these games on campus is going to be great. Uh, I think the other thing that you, you have to keep in mind with these 12 teams is you know the, the parents of these players also have to be able to make these trips as well. Yeah. So as we've seen with the 14 playoffs where the schools are, are, are chipping in and, and putting a stipend together for that, I think we'll continue to see that as well. Uh, as it plays out, it'll have to be obviously more money uh, for the teams that are continuing to move on and have to travel a lot. But I think that's just part of what needs to happen. There's clearly enough money in the kitty to, to make all of these things happen. And I think it's crazy uh, when you ask you know, parents to, to try to make all these games. What happens if you know, you're a team, you're number 10 and you're having or 12 and you have to make all these trips? Um, three games maybe to get to, to where you need to go. Right. Um, you know, you got to be able to, to subsidize some of that. And I, I think they're going to do the best thing they can, you know, for the players and coaches. Um, coaches are taken care of, but more so the players and their families, yeah. media families, need to be able to have the opportunity to, to make those trips. And precedent's already been set. You know, Urban and Gene Smith really pushed the ball hard on making sure that the players, families were able to be compensated and, it, it, it seems to me that it works pretty well. Yeah, I mean, this is one of those things where, yeah, you, you just can't be greedy. I mean, let's be real. Schools get bowl money. They got all types of money coming in. Mm -hmm. You can spread a little bit of that cheese around and make yeah. sure everybody's happy. There's no need to be greedy. It's enough food. Everybody should be able to eat, I, and I do like that. And like I said, I like the fact that a fan – because a fan, let's face it, Howard, may not be able to travel to yeah. the semifinals or the national title game. But you know what you can say? I went to a playoff game in the home mm -hmm. stadium, and that'll be the game. You'll take a ton of pictures and tell your kids and your grandkids I was there. So I, I'm, I'm hoping that they keep it that way. I don't want to do the whole neutral site because I also think it's an advantage, especially for the teams in the Big Ten and the North, yeah. is the weather. Because... Mm -hmm. That that if you got to play, you know, if Ohio State sitting there at, at the five seed this year, and let's say they got LSU coming up to you know play in Columbus, that's going to affect LSU a little bit more than if it was vice versa. Vice versa, yeah. that's just a regular game. But mm -hmm. now, yeah, you you can't simulate cold. Like you could go into the practice facility, and I'm sure you have Howard. You crank up the heat, and uh, you make it miserable in there. How do you simulate? cold and snow when you go to the local uh, ice rink what, what do you do <laughs> yeah it's gonna be one of those things and, that, and that, to me that's why that's why it's gonna be a, a fun little setup because i mean listen there there are some some great powers out there that uh institutions and football programs that you know you don't get an opportunity to to see or or experience and you, you just mentioned one you talk about lsu you know, being able to come to the big house and, and, you know, that's big time. Now they came, they went up to Green Bay, they played Wisconsin right. uh, there at Lambeau Field. But again, that's a neutral, it's a neutral field. It's still not the same as going and playing in, in Madison. And the other thing too is how about the local economy too? Yeah. Gets a big boost uh, when you can have some of these playoff games uh, back on campus. Just think about uh, all the revenue that's going to be generated from, 
not just the teams that are there, but, you know, also the, the teams that's traveling. Uh, I'll have to spend some money and, you know, take in the local scenes and restaurants and, and um, hotels there. Yeah, so now it, I, I'm excited. I'm glad we can finally, go, it, it can go from maybe it'll happen. It just came down officially a few minutes ago that it will take place. Not next season, folks. Right. Following season, the 24-25 season, is that's when you're going to have the four, the 12 teams in the college football playoffs, and, and I think it'll be a good thing. I'm thinking you probably get on average at least three Big Ten teams of the 12 every season. Maybe sometimes you may even get a fourth team in there. But I like it because I do think that it, it's a little bit of the grind. It's a little bit like the NCAA tournament where, you know, now you got to deal with injuries. Now you got to make sure you're saving legs. And, you you know, it's strategy that goes in there. You just can't go all out and just, you know, and hoping that you only got to play two games. That third game I think is going to be key. And for those who say what's going to ruin college football, actually it's not because you got different things you can strive for. You can strive to get a bye. You can strive for a home game. Or you can just strive to be one of the 12 teams and get in there. It's going to make the games more competitive. It's not going to take away from the season. I promise you, you're going to be excited because now more teams are going to be invested. Now more teams are going to have that shot of saying, okay, we got to go out and win this game rather than, you know what, you know, our season's over, and now you got seniors opting out because they're just getting ready for the pros. That's mm-hmm. how I see it. You're going to see more guys playing in the bowl game. So, yeah. Howard, it's, it's yeah. It's going to be it's gonna be good. And and I think, you know, that that's the part of it. You're going to see your marquee players are going to continue to to try to play in these games because, yeah. you know, they're playing for something special. And, um, you know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a lot of fun, I, I think. So I just think, you know, the way it's set up, I, st- I still believe there's truly probably – handful of teams that, that can actually win it every year but that's okay i think there's so many other fan bases that are going to be invested in what's going to happen that that's a, that's good for college athletics i think that's good and it is you know, much like we talk about it in, in basketball right you talk about oh they made the sweet 16 or the elite eight now on the football side you're going to be able to say hey we made the college football playoffs we were one of those 12 teams and i think you'll see you know places and institutions start to Use that as a recruiting team. We every year we are going to be in the playoffs, right? And, and I, right. being one of those playoff teams, I love that because yeah, because every year, man, it's almost like you can pencil three of the teams in the playoffs, and then it's mm-hmm. always the battle for that fourth team. Now, didn't work out that way this year, but normally it's Alabama, which still may have a shot. Yeah, <laughs> it's Georgia. It's uh, Ohio State, but now Michigan is in there. But then, hey, Ohio State may make it in there. I, I like yeah. the fact that now you're right. You may be able to say, look, we didn't win, but I know, like, they got a banner and stuff up at MSU for 2015. We made the playoffs. And they were like, hey, we made the playoffs when it was harder. They could go full old man. We had to walk the school uphill both ways. It was right. only four teams. So we had to be the creme de la creme. But, yeah, I like the fact that it's not just the same teams over and over again, that you can get some variety, you can get some different matchups, you can get different styles. I think it's going to help out a lot of teams. And I also think that it's going to spread all the talent out so that every recruit won't just go to Georgia, just to Bama. Because now you could go to this school and go to the playoffs. Yep. And yep. play immediately. Like it's it's like the best of both worlds, in my opinion. Yeah, that's what's gonna be exciting about it. You, know, you talk about and right now we're already seeing it with the transfer portal 
which is one of the reasons I think that the Bama is not as dominant as they've been. Exactly. Uh, you know, going back a couple of years because guys don't want to sit. They feel like they don't need to sit. I can go play right away. Uh, and so that talent starts to get spread out. But now that they're going to be a lot more teams that are going to have opportunities to, to be in the mix. And again, you know, we said it. That's what's going to be fun about this uh, college football and this 12 team playoff. Right. You spoke about the portal. We, we'll probably get into the portal some next week because, my goodness. Oh, yeah. It's getting ready to get hot. It's already hot. I was about to say, getting ready to get hot? Oh, Alabama's second leading receiver jumped into the portal. Like, whoa, didn't see that coming. So, no, portal season has started. Want to get I, – I, I got a ton of stuff I want to say about that. So, I saved that for next week. Okay. Howard, have a safe trip down to Indy. Enjoy yourself. I got to be honest, I was rooting. I was hoping that your, your, your Illinois team would be there so you could enjoy both personal – and business-wise, but maybe they next year. They screwed it up. I I left it alone, man. I know that was – it probably was a sore spot to you the same way. <clears throat> if I was ever a method actor and, you know, uh -huh. they, and the director was like, I need you to get angry, I would think back to the final minute of the MSU-Indiana game in regulation. And that would just burn me on the inside like – you had first and goal from the 10 with a minute to go. You needed one point, one field goal, one touchdown, and you got nothing. And now you're probably not going to – I mean, I think they got like a 3% chance of getting a bowl game if like chaos happens for them. But, yeah, yeah. Their, their season's probably done. So at least you're playing another game. I'm, I'll just be watching my team sit at home go. playing hoops. Got to turn to recruiting. <laughs> that in the short pants. <laughs> right. Short pants, no doubt. <laughs> Howard, uh, safe trip to Indy, man. We'll uh, right, have fun. It. We'll be back next week.